This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, thanks for joining us for the second hour of power with Danny Bush and me, Tommy the True Newbauer, here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. It's a beautiful Veterans Day today, a little overcast. It's not as cold as it was yesterday, but... It's nice hunting weather, that is for sure. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed as usual. And if you want to get in touch with us, just give us a call at 799-1250. We have a special guest in the studio today, DNR representative Kyle Drake. And if you've got any questions for Kyle, uh, just give us a call, 799-1250. Kyle, are you still considered a warden? Yeah, correct. Uh, My title is Recreational Safety Warden, so um, I have a lot of administrative duties associated with the safety programs, safety education programs, hunter education, boating education, snowmobile, ATV. But, yeah, I still get out in the field, and we still, you know, still credentialed, still doing the DNR job. Still have to do that, huh? Yep. Hey, we we came up with a question before. We were joking about it, but we didn't know if, if, if this is legal or not. Can you fly a drone over your hunting area to see if there's deer there? Um, I don't, we don't know is that if it's legal or not, I don't know. Yeah. Most of the drone regulations are, it's uh, managed by the FAA, just like flying uh, airplanes. So, um, we have nothing to prohibit use of drones. Okay. Um, as long as you're not, I do. It's called a 12 gauge. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Stocking, but yeah, there are FAA regulations on flying those things. Does the DNR use drones? Uh, we are developing a drone program. Currently, it's not um, implemented, so right now we do not fly drones. They're a little behind the times, huh? The drones have been around a long time, you know. I got a guy we'll put in charge of that project, uh, your buddy Sal. Yeah, <laughs> he's Sal, a drone. But as far as when you're hunting, during hunting, didn't wasn't there something you're not supposed to be aided by electronic devices or something? Um, like you that? cannot hunt with the aid of our, of air, airplanes, so drones would be there as well. So, so as long as you're not in the act of hunting, so you're just scouting it the day before, yeah, that'd yeah. be fine. But, but you not can't be using your hunting, hunt, right? Okay, as an yeah. aid to hunting, makes sense. Now, as far as this upcoming year, um. Two questions. What is the main uh, violation that you guys find, and what is the biggest safety concern that you guys have? 
Um, probably well, over the years, um, lately, the biggest violations we've run into has been the baiting regulations, okay. um, either baiting in a county where baiting is not allowed or putting too much bait out there in baiting areas. So, um, if you are a baiter, um, make sure you're, you're aware of the regulations, where, where you can bait and where you can't bait, because things did change this past year. As far as there were counties that used to ban baiting that, uh, with that legislative act are now open to baiting. And there's other ones who have been added because we found CWD deer in other counties. So make sure you look on the DNA regulations on the website to get the most up-to-date um, copy of which counties allow baiting and which do not. Gotcha. All right. And the other one, uh, what's the biggest safety concern? Uh, our biggest safety concern, I would say, would be tree stand safety. Yeah. People falling out of trees. It still happens. So um, we do not count that as a hunting accident per se. In Wisconsin, right. a hunting accident has to be a discharge of a gun or a bow. Mm-hmm. But um, we're finding that probably four times more accidents happen by people falling out of stands than actually discharge a firearm. So if you're going to hunt out of a tree, wear your full body harness, tether yourself in. Um, there's a new thing out there called a lifeline or a safe line, where you actually it's a climbing-grade rope where you attached uh, up on the tree where normally your tether goes. Okay. And on this rope is a prussic knot. And what you do is you actually you, you hook on your harness, put on your full body harness, you hook your harness onto the, the, the prussic knot, and you, as you're going up the tree, you slide the knot up um, the rope with you. And what the prussic knot does was slides free until you put tension on it. Okay. And as soon as you put tension on it, it grabs onto that climbing grade rope. So basically you're attached all the way from the ground, all the way into the tree, and if you slip off the ladder, you're going to stop right there and then. Gotcha. Yeah. So... Danny, do you have one of those? You're going to have to get one of those with them icy uh, uh, rails that you have on your tree stand. Oh, yeah, I've got three of them. (laughs) Yep. Um, You know, they're available for for market, but you can also build your own for fairly cheap. Um, All you need to do is, you know, get some climbing grade rope Mm -hmm. and then learn how to tie the prussic knot. And it's it's a good idea because a lot of our accents, probably about half our accents are... Um, people, when they're climbing in and out of the tree, it's not when they're up there in the stand or falling out. It's actually climbing on the ladder or climbing up the climbing stick. So this way, if you do fall, slip off your ladder, you're going to catch yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's a good tip. And then as far as this fall, um, seems to me there were some changes now in the regulations. Do you want to address that a little bit? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Again, um, yeah, make no. sure you're up to date. Uh, probably the biggest thing is they have discontinued tagging deer. So now you don't have to tag a deer. Um, you just have to register it by 5 p.m. the day after harvest. Now, let me ask you this, though. Like, I've got the Ziploc bags. I got my zip ties and this and that. And I'm going to tag my deer. There's nothing against me tagging it if I want to. There's nothing against you tagging a deer, right? Um, correct. So um, you just you don't have to. It's just, but I'm again, call you need it to register tag, it. I'm going to yep. call it in and tag it, at least after I drag it out so it doesn't get, you know, when I throw it in the truck, I want to have the tag on it. And now for the meat, for the processors, uh, when you take it in, they used to, you know, they'd have the tag right on, on the deer. Are they just going to ask you for the tag number where you pull it out of your wallet and give it to them, or what do they? I have heard everything in between from nothing to question you. So, you know, there's not going to be a tag on a deer when you take it to the processor. Right. So, um, you know, he's not, the processors are not legally binding to find out whether that deer is legally taken or not. So you might get questioned, you might not. Okay. I'm still going to give yeah. it. We're talking with Kyle Drake, DNR Warden. If you have any questions for Kyle, 799-1250 is the phone number. 
Feel free to give us a call for with a question or comment. Uh, I mean, no bad comments. <laughs> I'm used to it. Are you? Yeah. Well, yeah. You guys, yeah, you guys do get ripped, but people got to remember that you guys don't make the rules. You just have to enforce the rules. Correct. You know, and and that's a that's a totally different thing. You know, from making them to enforcing them. So, anyway. Um, now, last year, there weren't all that many uh, gun discharge accidents as far as people getting injured or killed. There were very few. And uh, it, it seems like that's been something that's gone down every year. I mean, there's not that many of them, right? Correct. Uh, last year, I believe we had 11 total incidents where mm -hmm. people have been hurt with the discharge of gun or firearm. Mm -hmm. One was a fatal incident, and that was actually a turkey hunting incident where a turkey hunter shot another person, another mm -hmm. turkey hunter. Mm -hmm. Now. Aren't a lot of the accidents, Kyle, self-inflicted, though? Yeah, I think they are. But yeah. anyway, go ahead. Yeah, about a third of our accidents every year are self-inflicted. So we have always <laughs> our four rules of firearm safety. And rule number one is treat every firearm as if you're loaded. So every time you pick up a firearm, open the, open the chamber and make sure it's unloaded and make mm -hmm. sure the safety's on. Rule two is always point the muzzle in a safe direction. That's the one where people are violating when they shoot themselves. Mm -hmm. Obviously, never point the muzzle at yourself or anybody else. If mm -hmm. you're self-inflicted right. wound, you're pointing the muzzle at yourself, and it does not make any sense whatsoever because you yeah. know it's loaded. You're the one yeah, who loaded it. Exactly. Why point that muzzle at yourself? Rule number three is be sure of your target and what's beyond. Identify that target out there. Make sure it's safe beyond that target. Right. This comes especially important doing deer drives, and anytime you're shooting at moving animals, moving game, you're flushing a pheasant. Make sure you have a safe zone of fire mm. where if it goes outside that safe zone that you don't fire. And the final rule is keep your finger off the trigger until your shirt's safe to shoot. Right. So four basic rules. We call it tab K. Everybody yeah. should know them. Yeah, phone lines are lighting up. Questions the, and comments. Yeah, we got a full bank of lines I, lit up. When I took the hunter safety in 1970, it was we didn't have the finger one. We had treat every gun as, as yep. if it's loaded. Um, always point the muzzle in a safe direction. Be sure your target in the backstop. But yep. We added, we added K. Um, those are the firearm safety rules. What I say, there's, there's four firearm safety rules, but there's six hunting rules. Okay. The first four to say, same, tab K. Yep. Rule number five is everybody you hunt with knows the first four. Okay. Because if your hunting party doesn't, hunting partner does not know the four tab K rules, guess who the victim's going to be? Yeah, you. Yeah. Probably you. Yep. Yeah. And the sixth rule is, again, if you hunt out a tree stand, wear a full body harness and strap yourself in. Gotcha. If you can do okay. those six things, you're going to come home safely every day, and that's what we want. Okay, we got a bunch of questions and comments for you. Who do you got first, Greg? Uh, Jerry in Germantown. Morning, Jerry. What do you got? Good morning. I just uh, took a 10-pointer in the kiosk of meat that sausage made, and they asked for a confirmation number for your deer. Well, they did. Yes, well, they did. Well, that I actually like that myself. I think that's them, even though maybe it sounds like, according to Kyle here, maybe they're not legally bound to do that. But I would think that they're they're just being good stewards and helping out by saying, "Hey, you know what's what's your confirmation number and record it." All right, so, was that it? Yep, that's it. Oh, con congrats for the on the yeah, yeah, congratulations on a ten pointer. Who's next hey, here? My biggest ever. Oh, yeah. All right, <laughs> I'd still be partying. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. better believe it. All right, who's next, Kyle? Off, oh, Kyle. Greg. We have Tom in Milwaukee. Okay, Tom. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Uh, not a big hunter, but a fisherman. Uh, these rules for the Lake Michigan tributary used to be you could fish all night up until the first uh, North Avenue Dam. Where is that point now? Uh, for Milwaukee? Yeah, um, where, you, where you can't fish a half an hour before sunrise. 
Yeah, it's um, we go by the first train trestle. So if you're going up the Milwaukee River, it's actually in the harbor there. Okay. Yep, Good that's now. where the, that's where the tributary starts is at that first train trestle, just uh, um, um, just up from the where the post office. Or? Yep. Yep. Okay. Where all the uh, the rivers divulge there in the harbor. Is that good, right. Tom? Thank you, Mike. Right, yep. Thanks for listening. Thank you. And who's next? William and M in Elm Grove. Good morning, William. Good morning, gentlemen. Well, I was just wondering for the uh, DNR warden, how many years of jerk school do you have to go to to become a warden? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> well, Tom would be a perfect one here. <laughs> Bye, William. Yeah, goodbye. Uh, uh, Keith in Waukesha. Yes, Keith, what's up? Uh, good morning, guys. This is Keith, the electrician. What do you got, Keith? Okay. I am for Mr. Drake. Uh, I hunt, gun hunt in Columbia County, and I'm going to be up by my my daughter in Appleton. Uh, if I shoot a deer in Columbia County, do I have to take the route to go to Appleton to avoid Green Lake? I'm looking at the map here. My glasses ain't that fond of whack. And Winnebago counties and stay west, and then I can come over and go into the northern part of Winnebago County. Are you transport the deer? Talking about coming from a CWD area to a non CWD area and transferring through that? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those regulations have been a little bit relaxed. So, um, as with the new tagging or last tagging, basically all those regulations are going to be fairly unenforceable because we're not going to know where your deer tag came from that kind of area. So, in truth, I would not worry about it. Well, yeah. I can just take 151 up like I normally yep. would. Yeah, take a direct yep. route. Yep. <clears throat> just yeah. cover also, it up so nobody uh, knows. <laughs> okay, thanks, Keith. Also, another yeah. quick one yeah. here. Uh, I took my deer in the Buckies and they asked for my number too. Okay. Oh, good. 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 So, he's doing a great job there. Good to, all right. Good to hear. Thank, okay. Thanks, Keith. Good job, Dave. Thanks, Keith. All right. Well, we got to go to another break. 799-1250 is the phone number. And if you are a veteran, I'm going to give you something free. I'm going to give you one of those cutting-edge outdoors blaze orange uh, baseball-type hats. Uh, all you got to do is call us at 799-1250. Just tell Greg you're a veteran and you want that blaze orange cutting-edge outdoors hat. And uh, just give him your name and address and you will get it. 799-1250 for the first veteran who calls. You'll get that beautiful cutting edge outdoors blaze orange hat. We'll be right back. You will also be a contestant in the NFL picks if you call in your veteran. Oh, Oh, yeah. The NFL picks are coming up. Good good catch, Greg, our producer. Brought to you by Curly's. Yeah. Brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub on beautiful Pewaukee Lake. Call Curly's for all your enjoyment over there. They'll have the Packer game on, which you'll probably watch half of it and we'll see. But anyway, we'll be right back with more. 799 1250. It is now time for the NFL football picking contest brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. It is the place to go to meet people, to laugh, to eat, to drink, just to enjoy life and enjoy the Packer and Packers and Badger games. But anyway, Kyle Drake, the DNR Warden, who's in the studio live today, he'll be doing some picking today I as will. well. We're going to see how you stack up against us geniuses. <laughs> how uh, how did we do last week? Yeah, Greg? All right, last week. Tom went one and three Ugh. to bring his season Ugh. record to 15 and 22. Oh, I'm so far behind. 
Bushy went one and three as well to bring his season total to 17 and 20. I went two and two. I am 18 and 19 on the year. And our caller, Jake, went three and one. Oh, I should have listened to him. The callers are now 18 and 19 on the season. Caller on the line we have is Chris from Milwaukee. Good morning, Chris. Hey, good morning, guys. Feel pretty confident? Always. All right. Always. Well, you like that attitude. All you Learned gotta, that in school. All you got to do is tie us or beat us. And you which get you that, will do. Yeah, which you will do, and you'll get that $10 gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub. All right. All right, Chris, Let's... we're going to start off in the college ranks. Iowa is coming to Camp Randall to take on the Badgers. Badgers are giving the Hawkeyes 12 points. Who you got? I got uh, Badgers. All right, Tommy. I am not going to be the homer today. I am going with Iowa. I still think the Badgers will win, but I think it will be a little bit closer. I'm definitely going with Iowa. Bushy? Um, um, uh, Wisconsin. All right, Kyle? 12, huh? 12 is a lot. I'm going to have to go with Iowa. I'm going to go with Iowa as well. Uh, Cleveland is at Detroit. Detroit is giving Cleveland 11 points. Chris, who you got? Uh, Detroit. Bushy? Um, uh, yeah, Detroit. Tommy? You know, I'm rooting for that underdog. Come on, Cleveland. You got to cover one of these spreads. I'm going to go with Cleveland. Have they found a quarterback yet in Cleveland? No. No, they no. haven't found one since 2000 no. when they came back in the NFL. Yeah. I think no. Bernie Kosar was the last great quarterback for Cleveland. Yeah. Pretty much. Kyle. Uh, we're going Detroit. Sorry, Cleveland. I'm going to go Detroit as well. I know I should have gone with Detroit, but I, I'm pulling for that underdog. They got to get one. They got to cover a spread. All right, Chris. Next matchup is Minnesota at Washington. Minnesota is giving one and a half to Washington. Kyle, who you got? Washington. How much? How much? Oh, Chris was first. Chris, who Kyle, you got? Kyle, taking Washington? Oh. Yep. Chris, who you got? Washington. Washington, oh. sorry. He was uh, moving things around. <laughs> All right. Tom? Yeah, I'm going to take Washington, too. Bushy? Who's the other team? Minnesota. I'll take Minnesota. I'm just hoping Washington loses. I mean, uh, Minnesota loses. That's all. Uh, I'm going to take, take Washington. Okay. Is that home? Yeah, home game. All right, final game on the slate is uh, the Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers, who not looked good since they've been Aaron Rodgers. Taking on the Chicago Bears. Chicago is giving Green Bay six points. Chris, who you got? I'm taking them six points and going with the Packers. All right, Tommy. I'm not a homer this week. Go bear down, Chicago Bears. I'm taking the Bears. The Packers, I hate to say it, but they kind of suck a little bit. Bushy? <laughs> the the Bears will, will win it, but with the Packers with the six points, it'll be like a, a one- or two-point game. It'll be the ugly bowl, of course. It'll be like 17-16 or something weird. 9-10. to 10. Be like a safety in there or something. So you're going Green Bay? Yeah, Green Bay with the six, yeah. You have to. Kyle? It's my lock of the week. I'm going with a 6-6 tie. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll go Green Bay. Bring back the days of Dale Livingston and uh, who were some of the great kickers that we had. Until Green Bay. Until Green Bay can actually cover spread without Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go with Chicago. Yep. That's the way I feel. Yeah. Well, Chris, good luck. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. Thanks for calling. Thanks for playing. Yeah. You know, what are you going to (laughs) do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is just, I mean, these, these games, I mean, Chicago, they, they've played some good games, you know, I mean, and their quarterback. Chicago really doesn't have an offense no, got to no, speak no, of whatsoever. No. They have a great running game. Yeah, their running game. and But Tr- Mitchell Trubisky, I think, has completed six passes yeah. in the last four games combined. Yeah, he's he's got, doesn't, he doesn't have to throw too much. He's got no you know. receivers. He, well, he doesn't have an arm either. Yeah, no, so. yeah, he does. I'm just, well, I'm some, just being rude because they're being Chicago. Being rude because he's Chicago. Yeah. See, see, he needs. They got to draft. But a it doesn't matter because our defense couldn't stop anything. Gonna anyways, make, they're going to make Trubisky look like an All Pro on Sunday. You watch, watch. Trubisky's going to probably throw for. Well, what's the problem with the Packers filling their defense yards. with all those gem fifth and sixth round <laughs> picks? Who knows? I know everybody's blaming Capers, yeah. but name me one star on that defense right now. Name me one stud on the Green Bay Packers defense that strikes fear. And Nobody, I don't think that's exactly fear. what it was. Just I, leave, let it be silent think, because that's what's happening. And I Nobody don't think Clay Matthews fear. is what he was. Clay Matthews time. hasn't been good no. in about four years. You signed Nick Perry to that huge deal. He's not doing anything. No. You signed Ahmad Brooks of, from San Francisco. He's hurt. He can't stay in the field. Yeah, I mean, we got no studs back there. So, have, I mean, no. everybody's going. How hot Clay Dix is supposed to be the, the next coming of Leroy Butler, and no. that clearly hasn't happened. Yeah, so there's no there's no stars back there to put you know it's I think a bunch of guys some and they're double had, they're double teaming Mike Daniels because he's the only good guy in the defensive line right you know? so they double team him and go one on one with everybody else anyway Kyle. I don't know this is I think some I think some heads could roll <laughs> yep I don't watch much yeah. NBA or NFL because and, uh, uh, Sundays are usually kind of busy in the fall for me so. yeah no, I know you, you were, don't you don't get a chance and Kyle you, you were kind of saying that this is the time of year that a lot of the shining violators are out and about is that kind of a true thing right oh, yeah this any, yeah this time of year anytime you know around the rut season just before gun deer season guys are out taking hopefully just taking looks with uh with their lights but we always got to be aware of which now the law now the law now is during the gun season uh there's what are the hours where you know like if you're driving down the road first of all i don't think you're supposed to have a firearm with you and you want to shine the field next to the farm after you got done hunting to see if anything's out there what are the rules on that um two things they most have to be aware of is yeah there is a time frame september 15th through the end of the year december 31st so september 15th through the end of the year you cannot shine from 10 p.m to 7 a.m Okay. So got to stop shining at 10 o'clock at night. Gotcha. Second thing is you still currently cannot be in possession of a firearm or bow or crossbow. By okay. possession, we mean it cannot be in that vehicle. You well, that makes have sense. It with you. Yeah. I'm so, glad I'm glad for that. Yeah, yeah whether it's Leave it at the house or, or leave not. it at the cabin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You can't no, have it, period. Can't have it, period. Okay. Can't do it. Won't do it. Can't do it. That's right. Nope. Uh, live in the studio today is our special guest, Kyle Drake from the DNR, DNR Warden. You got any questions or comments for him? Seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number here. So, I think I told you this story. I used to know the guy who was the warden up in Green Bay years ago in the eighties. I think his name was Roger Hansen. 
And uh, he told me he was. I know mar- Roger very well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he was to work out at the gym that I that I ran. Real quiet. He'd come in. He wouldn't talk much, but we'd talk hunting and fishing stuff. And he told me one of the dumbest things he did years ago. I think he said Marinette County. There were guys that were shooting poaching deer on a field. So he did a stakeout out in the middle of the field behind one of these big bales of hay. And once the shooting started, he started questioning what the hell he was thinking when he got out there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> He must be retired now. He huh? is retired. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's a. Uh, Kyle, did you want to give a shout out to uh, a friend of yours that uh, sent you an email? Did you want it to say hi to him? <laughs> it wasn't an email. It was a text. Or a text. a text. Text. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no. You no. Don't don't even, what's your name? He don't want to say nothing to him. Where are you going from? <laughs> Tell him to get to work. He knows who he is. Yeah. So, yep, he should get to work. He should be doing better things. You're right. Right. I think, uh, who do you got there? Matt from Pewaukee. Hey, good morning, Matt. Got a question or comment for the warden? Yes. Um, leaving tree stands in the woods during uh, on public land during deer season, what, um, do you have to have a tag on it with your number and address? Is that correct? Um, you got two things going on. New this year is north of Highway 64, so up north there, eh? Um, <laughs> you can leave tree stands on state properties in those counties north of Highway 64. Um, you still need to have your DNR customer ID number on it so we know who it belongs to, and you can only put two stands out on state properties per county. South, okay. of, six, one's south of Highway 64, um, you have to take it down each and every day. And again, if you are leaving it unattended over um, the course of the day, you have to have your customer ID number on it. Okay, just the customer ID number? Yep, just the customer ID number. Yep, correct. All right, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So, quick question. How would what's how are they going to leave the ID number anyway? You like a zip uh, uh Yep, anything. Take a magic marker and write it on the side. Yep, mark it with the magic marker if you want to staple something on there, it's fine gotcha. or whatever you want. As long as it's clear and it's going to stay there. All right, we got to go to whatever you yep. want to use. All right. We got to go to another break, folks. We'll be right back with more Kyle Drake DNR Warden in the studio. Give us a call, 799-1250. Got any questions or comments for the Warden? We'll be right back with more. We'll have the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm on a mission of mercy. I got to testify. You lost your emotions, you are paralyzed. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening wherever you may be in your vehicle, at work, on your way to work, on your way to the deer stand, in the deer stand, at the fire station, police station, factory, wherever. Thanks for listening. And stay safe this deer season, which is coming up soon. Uh, we're talking about safety with uh, Warden Kyle Drake, also our safety specialist. Um, as far as uh, as far as the uh, new law on that pink thing that came out with the blaze pink, uh, do you see a lot of people in the field wearing pink? Uh, to tell you the truth, I have yet to see anyone wearing pink in the I field. I haven't either. They made that big rule change like it'd be a big deal. Like all these girls can wear pink. Tom, maybe I'll buy you a pink hunting jacket. Sal. It's not just for the ladies, it's for anybody. Yeah. Sal can wear a pink camel pattern. 
<laughs> from his porch. Yeah. We got a caller who's okay. got a question or comment for Kyle. Who do you got there, Greg? We have Robert on the line. See how I deflected that, Robert? You don't want what to do wear you, pink? What do, you, what do you got, I'm Robert? I'm buying it for you for Christmas. <laughs> hey, I spend, I, I spend a lot of time in the woods, and outside of my window, there's a huge pine tree, and it had a crow's nest a few years back. I've never seen a crow's nest in the woods. I never saw it in a darn pine tree right by my window. How the heck can you spot a crow's nest? <laughs> well, you know, that's it. Yeah. That's a I mean, really, there's, 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 That's a darn good question. Yep. You know, I've often wondered that. I've spent many a sleepless <laughs> night wondering that because I hear crows. I know they I've never seen a crow's nest. I hear they roost at night. I heard that owls owls get them at night when they're roosting and that's why they're natural enemies of night. hawks I've and seen, owls. I've seen the crows chase the owls, but Well, that's why during the never see a nest. Nest. Well, you know, I got a lot of crows well, around my house. I, I I've never seen a nest either. Now, never really thought about it. <laughs> uh, Kyle, can you call some of your biologist buddies there at the DNR, the crow experts? Crow's well, nest. It's not a big deal, but it was right outside my window in the stupid pine tree, and I couldn't see it. Yeah, I'd see that black flash. The crows would go in and out, but oh man! Okay, God darn. Well, well, we'll 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 work on that, okay? We'll get on That's that. A mystery, we'll, another words mystery. Maybe All right, you can we'll work on that. Teach the crow right. to talk or something. All right, thanks for calling. Is it, isn't right. the crow's Thank nest you. the I thing know. on the mast of the sail? Or, uh, yeah, the big ship on the ship. The, yep. That's a crow's nest. That's what they look like. <laughs> crow's nest. It's a mystery. That rem- that's always what uh, the Monsignor would say when I was in grade school. He'd come in for catechism uh, class. The Monsignor. At Monsignor the, at the catechism class. He'd come in and what's if a Monsignor? He's like a step. Like a... He's a step above the priest. He's the. He's like, even higher than the priest. Yeah, he's. I thought like, the priest was the. No, the Monsignor is the guy who runs the parish. You think you know, the each parish, they sister, um, 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 Mar- Marianne, Marianne Etzel in in Italy, listening to us at this moment. She knows what she it is. She probably knows. Oh, a bunch of course of she does. Yeah, she's a Catholic nun. Yeah, so. Right. But anyway, and uh, whenever one of the kids would ask a question that the Monsignor wouldn't know, he'd say, that's a divine mystery. <laughs> or maybe he just didn't want to answer it. 799-1250 is the phone number if you got a question or comment for uh, Warden Kyle Drake. I have never seen a crow's nest, but I can make a darn good crow sound. Yeah. That is the truth. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not going to bring it up. I'm not going to bring it up right yeah. now. I, I can, I can no, bring I'll, it up right now. I've called crows before. Now, what, Shot what, them and stuff. What What's the regulation as far as uh, f- discharging a firearm? You know, a lot of, a lot of people are hunting in, in uh, you know, uh, farm country and that. And some people maybe are too close to their houses or places. I mean, what's, what's the law on that? Yeah, the state regulations for discharging of firearms is if you're within 100 yards of the fire. Oh, if you're, well... If you are within 100 yards of a building, you have to have permission from that building owner or a house, the house owner. Okay. So it's 100 so yards. Like, but what you got to be aware of is municipalities can enact ordinances that are more stringent than that if there's a legitimate public safety concern. Okay. So if I'm hunting in, say, village of Pewaukee, they have their own regulations about the discharge ordinances in the village. Right, so right. So you need to check with that. Whatever authorization, municipality, uh, police department, sheriff department, to find out what the special regulations are for that mm-hmm. municipality. So Sal's shooting off his. He's okay there. Out his bathroom window is okay out there. Yeah, yep. off depending, the yep. porch. Depending on where you are, yep, you gotta. It's shooting nuts. out of the hot tub. 
It's not the state regulations you, you got to contend with. Bring any chicks in for that hot tub? <laughs> what? Well, what I don't, are you oh, talking he's about? Shooting, <laughs> shooting at some crows. Shoot, just Crow shoot, goes. Ha ha! You imitate them and go ha ha! Okay, and if they go ha 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 ha, you go ha 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 ha. It works every you time. You know, funny guys. thing was I was shot crows just like that. Hey, I, funny oh. thing was the other day I was counting. There was a crow up in the top of this pine tree, and I was Is there counting. A nest? No, no nest, but I was counting on how many times he would do his ha, ha, ha. He would do three, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. But after he'd do it, there was another one a distance away that would do it. And then he would do like one or two more, and that That's one would. That's what I'm they're, talking they're going about. Back and forth with talking that. Yeah. crow, back exactly. and forth, and they always fly yeah. in. And the best shot I ever made was yeah. with a 22 pistol yeah. on one at the top of a tree. Who do you got, Greg? Ken from New Berlin. Hey, good morning, Ken. You got a question or comment for Warden Kyle Drake? Yeah, back uh, in regards to that question earlier, and as far as leaving tree stands in the woods, um, but now that I think my understanding that was just for state land, no, they not federal property. Yeah, federal uh, state forest, federal uh, lands have their own regulations. You're better off contacting the Forest Service or, or whoever um, is responsible for that federal property. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's, a good, that's a good call. So my yeah. question, Kyle, I was going to mention, how about like where I hunt? Uh, now, I've got, you know, a wealthy landowner that I am. I've got hundreds of acres of my own <laughs> land, but uh, the Douglas County Forest. Correct. My, you have to got it, it goes county by county, so you have to contact, contact the county forester and, or property manager. Yep. So I, I don't know all those regulations for the, all the different counties in the state. But wonder, county if, by county, so you have to contact the county What are we hearing? Oh, someone's got their radio on. <laughs> okay. And who else you got there, Greg? We have, we have oh. Jay from Hales Corners. Good morning, Jay. Hey, you're right by us, huh? Yes, I am. All Good right. Morning, gentlemen. Yeah, I have a question for the warden. Uh, it's a, actually a fishing question. If if I'm in a, a boat on the lake and I'm anchored fishing, um, legally, it just seems the last few years I've been terrorized by sailboaters um, that get I would say within 25 feet of my boat while I'm anchored. Is that legal, or what is what is the, the legal right with something like that if you're in an anchored boat? Is uh, the right away? Yeah. Um, in a nutshell, there is really no regulations as far as boats coming close to you. Um, the only regulation the state has is if you are anchored and occupied boat if anybody's water skiing they got to stay 100 feet away from you but that only applies to water skiers so other motorboats can come closer to you and sailboats can come closer to you so technically a sailboat could zip right by you and it's not a violation unless they are you know negligent in some way reckless in some way or causing a hazardous wake or wash so there is no set distance that the boats have to stay away from each other well it's common sense hopefully yeah, that doesn't happen too much on the lake. <laughs> um, the thing that I was real concerned is I had a, a long anchor rope out because it was a windy day, and this thing cut right across my bow, and I was literally bracing for that keel to come and hit my anchor rope, which probably would have caused a major, you know, issue. Would give you a good and pull. Yeah, got me to wondering, okay, well, what's the law here? I mean, can this guy really get that close to my boat? Yeah, we'd have to. Basically, be have to prove a reckless operation type of thing, and and sailboats because they don't have motors, they're exempt from a lot of those motorboat regulations. And I'm guessing because I've had some experience, as Kyle has out on Pewaukee Lake, Lake with the sailboats, <laughs> that yeah. if there's a middle of a regatta going on, I'm sure some of them have probably told you you had to get out of there as well. 
now how does that work? I mean, legally, I mean, the lake is for everybody. If they have a regatta, I mean, I literally have to vacate that area? How does that work? Um, you do not have to vacate the area. I know Pewaukee Lake's got ordinances. Again, their special ordinances about operation of motorboats around sailboats where the onus is on the operator of the motorboat, not the sailboat. So um, it's... It's a sticky situation. We've had our conversations with the Pewaukee Yacht Club and, you know, where they should put their um, their courses depending on the wind and depending on the traffic on the lake and so forth. So it's Yeah, I mean, I've been on sometimes. that lake too, you know, musky fishing and the same thing. I'm working a shoreline, and those guys will put out their big bobbers. And, right. You know, within a half hour, boom, you know, they're right on you. I just like, there's got to yep. be something done to, to make that a safer issue. I don't know. Yeah, we've worked right. with Thank the Yacht Club. They're usually, they're usually pretty good about working with us and depending on the winds to try to get those those uh, buoys uh, in some place where they They, they have gotten the better way. over the years. Compared to 10 years ago, it's way better. Yeah. I haven't been nearly run down like I was years ago. Thanks for the call. We appreciate okay. it. Okay, Thanks. bye now. we got to go to another break, and before we go to the break, i got another pack of mini mites to give away to a veteran who calls, first veteran who calls, 799-1250 will get a free pack, a free five-pack of mini mites, and I'll send that out to you on Monday. So give us a call, veterans, on this beautiful Veterans Day. You are listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with special guest Kyle Drake of the DNR in the studio. You are listening to 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250. If you'd like to call with a question for uh, Kyle, our uh, warden, or if you have a hunting or fishing report, I'm going to give us a call. Uh, who you got on the line, Greg? We have Adam from West Dallas. Okay. Good morning, Adam. Morning, guys. How you doing? What, Good, do you, man. what do you got for us? So I got a question for you. I was up in the Presque Isle area last month, and the lake that we fish on, we... Uh, up next to this boat, one of the guys we know on the lake, and uh, sure, just hold on. I was wondering if it's legal to have a game fish on a quick strike rig. Oh, uh, yeah, if it's, oh, go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, if you're using game fish um, as bait, it is legal as long as that game fish meets the size regulations for that lake. So if you're fishing with a walleye and minimum size limit is 15 inches, that walleye has to be 15 inches in order to use it for bait. And it also counts to your daily bag limit, right? Correct. That was my next question. Yep. yep. Well, that, that's it. Does it have to be caught from that lake as well? I thought you had to catch it, then put it on your Right, hook. with the uh, mm-hmm. the VHS rules and all the fish rules, yeah, it should be. If it's live bait, it has to be either bought from a commercial um, live bait person, place or has to come from that lake. Gotcha. All, all set? All right, thanks so much. All right, thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Who else, Greg? We have the Boulder Junction Connection. Oh, it is Dennis Royce, the Boulder Junction Connection. How's it up there, Dennis? Good morning. Good morning to all you guys down there this morning. We got white ground up here, so if somebody's coming up fishing or hunting, they're going to have white snow to look at. Oh, yeah, a couple inches? Yeah, we probably got three to four inches of snow on the ground. Uh, uh, It's going to get warmer this week, and it'll probably knock that down a little bit. But people coming up this coming weekend for deer hunting, at least north of, I'm going to say Tomahawk. Uh, you're going to Lake Tomahawk. You're going to have uh, 
they're going to have snow for sure. So good tracking snow. No ice yeah. on no ice on the lake yet, right? Yes, the lakes. The other night, believe it or not, a lot of the small lakes froze over. Now it's not real thick right now. Wow. Depending on what happens, but you may have you may be able to fish in some of the bays uh, during deer hunting season, but. Uh, the big lakes are still open, and I have not put the boat away yet. I still plan on getting out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the muskie action has been excellent the last couple of days and uh, last couple of weeks, and, and um, the walleye action is picking up, and, and uh, it's a good time to fish, but it's not comfortable, so you got to dress for it. Uh, you got to be careful, Dennis, what you say today, because we've got <laughs> Warden Kyle Drake in the, the studios. Ice. Yeah, he's oh. in the studio live today, and I know you weren't listening to us before, so... I just got to warn you, you know. Okay. Thanks for the warning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like you do anything illegal. Yeah, I I, I, I don't want to, and I don't try to, so sometimes you you never know. But, but, uh, like I say, you were talking about live bait before. They're getting a lot of action on muskies on sucker sucker fishing, and they're still fishing. I mean, see boats go by this morning, and I said, well, those guys are, are tough because the wind's howling today, and, a big water lakes obviously are going to be kind of rough to fish off, but it's worthwhile the effort because fishing has been real good. So all right, but well, we'll give you a report again. We'll keep up to date and let you know what's going on. But uh, uh, like I say, the big deer hunt starts next week. Uh, how about yourself? Are you going to deer hunt next weekend? My son-in-law is. I I kind of put that on the back burner because I like to fish this time of year, but he's asking me to go out and hunting with him. So and my grandson's coming up, so it's a family thing. So. I probably will go get a license and at least sit in the woods for a little while. Might All as right. well. Well, good luck, Dennis. Thanks for calling. Be safe. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Have a good weekend. You too. Yep. Bye now. That's the best thing about the deer season is the families and the traditions. That's oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's 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 always classic. Definitely. Yeah, like, I mean, if I go out by sales deer hunting, I'm not going to have a license. I'm not going to have a gun. I'll sit there and have breakfast, play checkers with uh, Luca while Sal sits out on the porch waiting for deer. This this time of, this time of year, I, I mean, I'm I'm so into the deer hunting. Got deer on the brain. I'm I'm yeah. dreaming about deer. The other day, I had a had a dream where I was sitting in a hot tub at my old health club I used to manage, and I was waiting for the deer. And then a deer came walking out of the workout area, and I thought, here come the deer. <laughs> then they turned into girls in bikinis. Then they went right past my hot tub, and a great big fat one got in the whirlpool with me, and then I left. And then I woke up. <laughs> and then you woke up. <laughs> so I'm dreaming about deer and girls in hot tubs. Oh, I'm really messed up. Well, this time of year, I'm still dreaming Sitting about. My, I'm still dreaming course, about muskies. Maybe so. I'm thinking about Sal stand that hot tub stand on his deck out there. That's probably what I'm thinking about. <laughs> Well, over at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, they just got another big load of suckers in on uh, Thursday. So they are ready with all any suckers that you need, all different sizes, too. Some real big ones, too. Some, guy, some guys like those real. Kyle, you ever use those real big suckers? Those uh, monsters? Yeah, not much of a musky fisherman. So. No. No, the biggest. I like catching fish, not just looking at yeah, them. Yeah, right. The biggest I ever <laughs> used was 17 inches, but I think at Smokies they used to have some like 20 inches. Oh yeah, yep. they get some yep. big ones some in there. Ones. Every, yep. every now and then you'll get a guy in there who says, "I want the biggest one you got." Well, okay, fine. You can drag that around all day if you want, but <laughs> well, when you get bored, you just wind at it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah. as much fun. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Kyle, I heard something uh, the other day. I don't know if you've followed. Well, not to get all political and stuff, but good. 
Good. So we can't hunt wolves anymore, and it's not your guys' fault. It's because they got uh, listed again by a judge, That's I guess. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. And hope I know there's. I think there are some things in the uh, political process, uh, even on a federal level, trying to change that. But in the meantime, I heard that several Wisconsin legislators were kind of trying to go rogue, and they were trying to actually uh, put a, put some kind of a bill or something out there that would actually deregulate where the wolves would not be regulated by anybody or, or anything, and that the law enforcement, you know, DNR and Sheriff's Department, would not have any enforcement whatsoever um, capabilities on the wolves. And, and they're, so they're actually trying to circumvent. They're going rogue, and they're trying to circumvent the system. So have you heard anything about that one? Uh, next subject, please. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a few things you don't want to talk about, but I got to mention this real quick. We got about four minutes left in the show, but I did this in the first hour. I got to do it in the second hour because this is Veterans Day, and I'll make this quick, and it isn't very long. And like I said, I didn't write this. I found this out of a magazine. I thought it was very apt. What is a veteran? A veteran, whether active, duty, discharged, retired, or reserved, is someone who at one point in his or her life wrote a blank check made payable to the United States of America for an amount of up to and including his or her life. That is honor. That is character. And there are way too many people in this country today who no longer understand that fact. So, and probably pointing at a few of the NFL people who... (laughs) like to kneel instead of stand. Speaking (laughs) of veterans, our friend Tom Smiley sent me a picture of that big buck he shot with the bull. Did you ever see that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, He got a dandy. Yeah, he got a big one, 300-pounder. No, not, no, one he got with the bull years ago. I'm talking about years ago he got a beautiful one. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to get a big one this year, Dan. I don't know. I don't care. You know, I've come to the conclusion (laughs) that I really don't care. I just like getting the heck away from work and getting out of town. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the drive up. I enjoy, well, not the drive back so much, but I love like to drive up, just getting up there, walking in the woods, and I can go sit in a stand, and I don't care really what I see or what I don't mm-hmm. see. It's just that you're not working. Right. Hey, Kyle, have, have you had to do any kind of bear enforcement regulations this year? I have not done anything with bears this year. I've gone up for okay. the bear season in the past year, but mm-hmm. uh, with all my other duties and the vacancies in my position, uh, I've been covering a large area, so I didn't get up to go to go to do the bear enforcement this year. Yeah, you know, we might might want to give a shout out that if anybody's interested in being a DNR warden, what do you, what do you have to have to become a DNR warden? What happens? How how can somebody become one? Um, yeah, we are in process of hiring. We're having quite a few uh, vacancies, people retiring or moving on to other jobs. So if you are interested, um, I just recommend going on the DNR website real quick. Um, you need at least six college, 60 college credits, so an associate degree with two years work experience or a four-year degree and a fairly clean background. Mm-hmm. You should know a little bit about the natural resources, a little bit about law enforcement. So it's uh, fairly wide open. We don't have to have, you know, Cops apply as wardens. We have hired anybody. Mm-hmm. We have hired mostly on potential and what mm-hmm. we think that you can learn over the years and how good a professional you can be. So everybody's welcome to apply. You know, one thing I've always noticed about any DNR warden or person that I've run into, they're very well-spoken. You ever notice that? The DNR people are very well-spoken, the wardens and all that. You know, you guys, yeah. And, yeah. well, that's appreciated. And I think that's because of the, the level of knowledge that you guys have. 
you know, about the outdoors and that, whether it be fishing or hunting or other regulations. Yeah, it's not just you know? knowledge, it's a passion as well. Yeah, I'd it's say. a passion. You yeah. got to like to be outside, I yeah. mean, in, in doing that type of thing. Yeah, so, definitely. real quick, um, for people out there deer hunting, please be safe. Remember your four firearms safety rules and remember to strap yourself in a tree stand and good luck and be safe. And we want to thank Kyle Drake for coming into the studio today. You're always welcome, Kyle. And uh, earlier today, I was thanking the uh, police officers and firefighters of the world, but I would like to thank the wardens of the world, those law enforcement. They're protecting the game and fish for all of us. So, Kyle, we appreciate what you do as well. Yes. And thank you, veterans. That's all I got. That's all I got. Thanks, gentlemen. Take care. All right. To all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll talk to you all next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.